You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 156 Jarhead Effect. The Sci Fidelity Podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Any of you ever gone to BlizzCon? I have not, but I know they just had one. They just had one in real time, like not when you're listening, but in the real in the real world. BlizzCon just occurred, and at BlizzCon they announced Diablo 4 and they had some playable bits for the people bastards that were there and they had also <laughs> some discussion about how They've changed Diablo 4 from Diablo 3 and brought back a lot of features that existed in 2 that were sort of missed and overlooked and depreciated in 3, and it all looks pretty damn good. I can't wait to actually play it, and it's another case of Blizzard take my money. So did you So did you like 3? I'm not sure. I, I wasn't oh, able to. Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, 3 is one of my favorite games ever, and if, Tim, if you're listening, which I kind of doubt... Tim lost his damn mind when I called it my favorite game of the year when it launched. Uh, he, he, I think the word he used was crazy, but wh- whatever. <laughs> Still was this because of all the bullshit that that happened when that game launched? Because I do know I mean, there, there was, was a some bunch fucking of shit. problems. So I there were, yeah. I, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, I, like you couldn't even log into the game because uh, fucking DDoS or whatever. I don't know. Right, uh, and then the whole marketplace fiasco. There, there were problems, no doubt. But uh, hopefully, Blizzard won't be doing that shit, and we can get back to the good old problems that Diablo Two had, like people running bots and trying to sell gold and runes. Like yeah. rune words are coming back, and they're depreciating the the power of set armors, which Diablo Three is entirely dependent on. And uh, they're going to go back to having legendaries you can build your own unique character on and uh, skill trees are back proper Diablo 2 style and Diablo 1 style skill trees and so that's that's pretty exciting yeah PvP I, I, is back in a big way oh wow that that's insane I, I I know I just recently got a Nintendo switch Lite, and I know Nintendo switch apparently has a good port of Diablo 3 that it's Diablo 3 Eternal Edition and it has like all the stuff that they ever put out and I'm just trying to see if it's if it's a game that I would like I've actually never played Diablo which that's, I know that's a crying shame crazy. now yeah. I, I know I know a Diablo player that is not a big fan of the Switch version but they had to buy it because they love Diablo that much gotcha. so it's one of those more True. You know what we should do is just uh, tack on here since we're rolling. Welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. I'm Steve. <laughs> this is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Well, I was actually thinking, Brian, I was thinking about you because 
I have never actually played Diablo 3 or any of the Diablo games, but you are currently playing another game that is apparently beloved that I've never what? played. What? <laughs> uh, I believe you started playing the Mass Effect games, and I've actually never played the Mass Effect games. It's terrible because I own them, but I haven't actually <laughs> played them. <laughs> This is this is uh, our Brian, right? We're talking about yeah. our Brian that's on well, the show well, right now. Brian well, is playing a video game. No. Well, this about that shows you where Star I Wars. am. When did Mass Effect One came out? Like what, two thousand seven or something? So <laughs> that's about where I am on this whole game thing. Is trying to catch up, but um, yeah, I, for years people have told me, oh, if you like Stargate and you like Star Trek and you loved playing Knights of the Old Republic, you really got to try uh, Mass Effect. And were they you know, right? After years and years and years of that, and I when I basically ran out of material on. Uh, on Old Republic's MMORPG, I thought, you know, I'd like to get some of that good old Knights of the Old Republic goodness back. And everyone says, try this, and it's space opera. So sure, I'll give it a shot. And so I got the first game, and then I spent three and a half hours installing the top five mods that everyone recommended for it. Um, <laughs> are, you I, one of those, are you one of those people that goes, before you even start the game, you go into the options mode and you spend like a half hour in options before you even start the game? <laughs> I didn't mess with I, the options all that much. Uh, at first I was going to see if I could reconfigure the controls to fit more like Knights of the, or to Matt, uh, the old Republic. But then I realized that the, the control philosophy was just so different. It was no point in trying to recreate it. You couldn't affect it in any meaningful way. And it was best just to learn to drive on the other side of the road. So, so I, 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 before we get started too far down this road, I definitely want to paint a picture for our listening audience, all like, you know, four of you. Um, I just want to paint a picture of who the people talking are. We got Steve, who has never played this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have me, Michael, that owns the games, but has also never played the games. <laughs> we got Brian, who is excited to talk about them because he just started playing them and he has thoughts that he wanted to express. And you got Patrick, who I believe has actually played through all three games. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And right. the, uh, the the sequel spinoff, Mass Effect Andromeda, did that one too. Okay. okay, so well, there if you I get go. stuck, I, I'll definitely tap you then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, def I just wanted to paint the picture so that everybody knew who was listening. We got this shit covered. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we got every point of view that could possibly exist. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a so, continuum from no shit to all shits. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, the people that recommended this game to you were they correct in assuming that you would uh, find some pleasure in playing it? Uh, it is definitely, it has a lot of what I liked about Knights of the Old Republic is there, um, which is what I'd hoped it, a very story driven, you know, you, you, your choices actually make differences to the game. Um, yes, there's combat, but it's a lot more than just running around shooting things, um, and throwing grenades. Um, and, uh, and it's definitely space opera. In fact, it's, it's vaguely hard by the standards of Star Trek. It's actually kind of a, a bit hard science, um, a little bit more hard science than Star Trek anyway. Let's put it that way. Um, which I can appreciate the effort yeah. and thought that went into that. Like, 
every star system you go to, they have a little biography written up for every single planet in the star system, a little couple of paragraphs. And this is all like real science shit. They really put some trouble into trying to come up with these planets. It was, uh, and come up with like, oh, this is kind of a weird, interesting atmosphere on this planet and stuff. I was like, wow. Given that this planet has nothing to do with anything in this game, and there's no reason for me to click on this description other than to see, is there a mission here? No, uh, click to next planet. You know, they really put a lot of work. They got little pictures for every planet that are all beautiful and everything. So I can appreciate the level of of of, of you could do some deep dive into this first game, and that was before I'm... they knew it was going to be a monstrous hit, and that people was going to want to do deep dives. So I can appreciate the the love that went into it. Um, and, uh, yes, overall, I like it. It was, it starts out with you basically playing some sort of space Marine and it's a bit starship troopers, a bit more than I would like. I was expecting something more like Stargate, but it was much more like, all right, we're in the service. Anyone who's a civilian is not cool. We are awesome. Jody call. Let's go shoot some bugs. And, uh, I was like, Oh God, this is, this is a little much, but, but then once they make you like a, once you get promoted to specter, then you're in charge and you can run the show ship however you want and you can make it much more Star Trek or Stargate or whatever else command style you want and don't have to put up with all the jarheadisms. So I, I definitely warmed up much more after I didn't have to keep reporting I, to Commander Jarhead and have all the Jarhead stuff. I, I would like to point wow. out that as you have been describing this, I can see Steve's face <laughs> twisting and contorting to what is wrong with you facial expressions. Yeah. I want to shoot some of that. something. I'm not trying to open diplomacy. Yeah. I don't want that I diplomatic win. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you definitely end up having to shoot things. I, I have had to practice. Well, what is it, the combat like? I, well, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's played Kotar one, two, and uh, and and the Old Republic MMORPG. So my field of experience is incredibly small on this topic. Is it, it is better or worse than Duke Nukem? I, I oh, played wow. Duke Nukem, so I honestly <laughs> can't say. Uh, Steve, uh, Brian, I need yeah. you to be very careful because how you answer this God question <laughs> might determine the rest of this episode. <laughs> is, is it possible to flip a podcast over? Because I. I I'm concerned about that. I don't want to. <laughs> the uh, the combat, Steve, is uh, is a th- it's a third person shooter, right? So, oh, oh all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I, I I'm figured fine. That would Everything's be your fine. <laughs> yeah. So it's a third person shooter. You, uh, whenever you go into a mission, you have to you get to pick. Well, you have to pick. Um, well, no, I've never done it without, but you get to pick two sidekicks to go with you. So that's your squad, right? It's a three person squad. And then when you're in the combat, if you give enough of a shit, you can give orders to your compatriots to go do something. I, I never really matter? did. Was that? I, you never did. So I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, like I suppose it can matter, but ugh, it's just. You know what? That's just, not why you came. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like generally, I, it's like, hey guys, generally me. don't get shot. That's just because here, here's the thing, right? Because what happens is, it's not like they can fight it for you, right? Because you, I've, I've played those games where like your bots are actually better at this than you are, and so you can pretty much Rainbow just. Six? Was that? Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six. Yeah, yeah. You can basically just say, "Hey, we're all here. I'm just gonna go tie my shoelaces. Oh, mission's over. Great. That's that's wonderful." <laughs> The way That's, Rainbow Six works is if you don't know, the only sane way to play it 
is you tell all your guys to hold because you get like four guys. You, you tell them to hold and they are your extra lives when you solo it and get shot. <laughs> and so then you switch to the next guy and you get, oh, well, I got some idea where everybody is now. And that's the way that works. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty much what that's for. Um, but in Mass Effect, like they they will generally distract, but you leave them down to their own devices long enough and they'll just get killed. And then you'll have to go and pick them up and uh, pick them up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they don't. There, there's no. There's no permadeath here. So like, they get hit. And they're like, oh, I've fallen and I, I can't. Ow, my hip hurts. If you could put Help a bandaid me. on my boo boo, I can fight again. And so you run over and you're like, okay, fine, whatever. Stub my toe. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, but every now and again, they'll start shooting at somebody. Like, oh, there's somebody over there that I didn't see. Good to know. Well, they Good do function know. as canaries. So yeah, you know, I you know, tell you what, man. That's absolutely the way it is. I can't, can't help myself but draw the analogy to Rainbow Six because you give this guy a sniper rifle, he's just going to be a sniper, and that's all there is to it. So some enemy bot sticks its face out halfway across the map, and you hear, boom, tango down. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, I did not see that guy. <laughs> What I find so here's what I find hilarious about this whole thing. Steve heard third person shooter and was like, "Okay, whatever." I mean, I guess I heard third person shooter and I heard, "Thank God it's not a first person shooter." There's a chance I may play this. <laughs> uh, yes. I have to admit, there's there's been a learning curve because Kotar one and two was uh, is. If you want it to be turn-based, where you 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 select all your actions and you can tell uh, give orders to all your people, and then you hit the button and that that plays out, and then the next and then you can you can pause it, you can play real time if you want, but you just tap the space bar and everything freezes, and you can set up the next five or six actions and then unfreeze it and free in so effectively turn-based if you want it to be. Um, it and, sounds a lot like Fallout, the Fallout yeah. games, and and then they work the same way. And then uh, Old Republic, the the MMORPG, you just select the bad guy and get within range, and then you just slam the attacks, and you don't have to do this game. You actually have to target things. You actually <laughs> oh, no. have to get the crosshairs on the bad guy, and that's I know that that's how most games work, but this is the first time I've ever played a game where you actually have to get the crosshairs on the bad guy. Yeah. Look, so if you're playing if third you have person, a hand-eye coordination disability oh like me, God. that reminds you why you never played video games growing up. But you know what? If that, you're that, playing, that's a good point because I thought on the uh, old Republic of MMOR, like if you're the Jedi Knight, you just need to be within thirty meters of the guy, and you push the one key, and you jump at him and cut his head off with your lightsaber. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you're if you're if you design your game to be third-person shooter. You're just not taking the shooter element of it seriously. Like a good example yeah. would be Grand like Theft that. Auto series of games where you can make it first person. But if you do that, all of a sudden the UI breaks and you move funny and the head bob is weird and uh, all sorts of problems that would never fly in a proper first person shooter. I grant you, I have never been great at first-person shooters, but I actually love a few third-person shooters. So for me, 
And I know that sounds like absolute heresy to you. I actually prefer third person shooters. I, I, I prefer third person. In fact, my problem yeah. is I can't hit the roller on like in old in the old Republic MMORPG. You can just zoom way out so your character is a little person, little thing on the screen, and see all around your character. And you can't do that with Mass Effect, as far as I can determine. You're stuck with. A little ways back, but not as far back as I'd like. So it's still you know, more it. disorienting than I'd like. But. My two-year-old prefers training wheels. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I was good at this. I'm no, not playing on max difficulty. I'll be honest with you. I heard a long time ago that there is a setting on Mass Effect where you could turn down the difficulty because you just want to see the story. Yeah. And that was the reason I bought the game. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Is there, is there a mode where you can turn story. down the story because you just want the combat? <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's called play something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, you can hit the space bar and skip through the, 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 uh, the dialogue scenes uh, whenever other people though? are talking. Because I've played enough games where it's like, uh, oh, we're going to go to this cutscene now and you can't skip it. They're unskippable. Nah, son. You got to so, watch this nine minutes of bullshit. So you can't skip... The cutscene, definitely not the first time. I don't know if you can skip it uh, on on repeated times. Although the way the game works is you don't really you don't really get to redo that. So you really only hit those cutscenes once. But the cutscene is it's what you've tried to get to, right? So you kind of don't want to miss it. And really, in Mass Effect, the cutscene is you've been talking to some other crew member and you've convinced them uh, to let you dig around in their guts and so then it does this little cut scene where it's you know your quarters and they're there and they're taking their clothes off and you're taking your clothes off and then it goes all pg because like oh yeah someone pulls a sheet up and then it fades to black and then it's the next morning and you're like well that was fun Woo, here's some coffee and it's like that and you're like oh Luckily. i have been i have been flirting with this chick for like the last uh well according to game time the last 86 hours straight so <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to skip that. No, I've earned this. <laughs> that played that played out like a romantic comedy. We, yeah. we went to bed, and then the next day I woke up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did Friendly we have sex? <laughs> Apparently something happened. Was um, anyone smoking? Because yes. that's the universal indicator that sex occurred. I, I, I mean, just, you can get the butt in the moonlight if you're getting racy, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there are there are the occasional butts in the moonlight. It's true, multiple I, I, moons. <laughs> yeah, and it, it ends up you playing that. If you play it like me, you end up playing the whole game, going, "Well, I see that I can flirt with all of these chicks, but I only find one of them even moderately attractive." So the the rest of you, it's fine. You guys can just do whatever you want. I'm just going to focus on this one over here. Did you ever play Leisure Suit Larry? I oh have. My God. <laughs> Oh, I never, yes. I'm yeah. aware of Leisure Suit Larry, but I never actually played it. I first played it at an age where it was inappropriate for me to do so. I feel like that's yeah, probably the best time to play that game. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. that's the only age you play Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, don't be a 50-year-old yes. man playing yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. Don't play that's Leisure just Suit Larry because, when you're uh, a grown-ass man. That's just, just, just go wrong. get a Playboy. That's, that's what, the, the, the only reason you play Leisure Suit Larry. You get <laughs> horribly disappointed by the content that's actually in the game. Like right. they did a big thing, which was new to me about trying to exclude you based on what you know. And so if you just brute force that bitch, eventually you get in. <laughs> that sounds horrible. 
That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> Excuse me. I uh, what I meant to have said was, if you make multiple attempts to get past the age restrictions, eventually persistence provides results. Fucking rephrase yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's, it's a gigantic letdown because it's actually, it, it portrays that this is X-rated naughty time, but it's actually just a PG-13. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why do you think you could buy it? Oh, why do you think Leisure Suit Larry was at I, the, you know, the Kmart computer s- shelf? Buying I just, it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You steal everything. I, we, we I, get I, it. I, I don't steal fine. everything. Look, I got a physical <laughs> copy of this thing right here. <laughs> I, uh, that reminds me of the South Park episode that I just saw for the first time. The Disney episode with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, where, yeah. <laughs> where they're trying to sell, Disney's trying to sell sex to kids. <laughs> and when they, they, they have the Jonas Brothers telling people about purity rigs so that it's okay that we're selling a product that's meant to entice your child to have sexual thoughts. But then we turn around and say, Wear a purity ring so you don't have sex until marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a the, fucked up episode. <laughs> that was the first time one. you're introduced to uh, to uh, to Mickey Mouse on South Park. Yes, <laughs> the mouse As don't the, fuck around. Is, he really does. Is he in more than just that one episode? Oh yes, he, okay. he he's a recurring. He he comes back several times over the okay. years. Okay, I actually thought he was just in that one episode. Mickey Mouse on South Park was hilarious. <laughs> You know, we make a lot of jokes, and it's all in this kind-hearted recognition of dominance that is the Disney Corporation. Because if the Disney Corporation ever decided to target one of us or this show or anything, anything to do with us, we would curl up like little (laughs) frightened puppies. Basically. Well, it's a good thing Mickey Mouse is not one of our four listeners. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I um so Brian, final yes. thoughts. Mass Effect. Well, I I'm only about halfway through the first game, but I I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. I even like the little exploration missions which are very, have no story to them at all. You just drive around on mountains and stuff and find things you find resources and occasionally Ooh. get in a fight with something and I didn't even <laughs> think I'd like that but I'm like oh no these are actually fun and I, I I'm getting to the enjoying the little dune buggy thing that you drive around that's very very bouncy even with the mod to make it less bouncy it's still very bouncy <laughs> and so it's you, super bouncy you should uh, play a game that just came out but I heard is Okay, called the Outer Worlds, which actually, I believe is all that. <laughs> actually, everybody on the Mass Effect forum is talking about Outer Worlds. It's like the first time I've seen them talk about anything that wasn't Mass Effect. So it yeah. does seem to have got their attention. I it's have plenty of Mass Effect to keep me busy for the foreseeable future, but uh, but yes, I, I I am enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying the main plot. I enjoyed all the characters. I enjoy flirting. It, it it's cool. So I I might. Now that I know that you're playing the game, how far into the game are you? How, roughly how many hours? Well, I oh, I'm, I haven't paid attention to the number of hours. Um, okay, I, just off the top of your head, how long have you, you been playing? No, yeah, he wasn't uh, playing that on ten Steam. hours, fifteen hours. Let's say four time about twenty hours or something. Twenty. Okay. 
30 hours. I, I though I'm kind of doing every little mission I can find and every ex- sticking my nose in every a little corner. So huh? I'm playing very, yeah, very much a completionist. So I'm definitely not burning through it anywhere near as fast as I could. You play Mass Effect the way I play Final Fantasy games, <laughs> which <laughs> is I'm not going anywhere until I feel like I've checked every freaking box in this room. Because yes. if I leave this area and there's like this super secret sword that is super powerful and the only way to beat the game uh well this town burns down after i leave so i can't come back (laughs) so far most of the places in mass effect i've been you can come back to except for the the main mission planets which kind of wrap up once you're done everything but on second thought don't play skyrim or fallout oh my god (laughs) we will never see you again no I have not played Skyrim, but even I know, do not play that game. You will. Hey, for once, we brought up a game I don't own. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, though. It's really good. It is really good. Uh, But there's a lot. And it's it's a Bethesda lot. And I don't know what you're saying. For those of you that know, Bethesda Games is like... A lot. Like all the books in the realm. You can read them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so and you know about mass effect that's kind of that's kind of the draw right like if you're looking for sort of an original science fiction story that actually has rules and they actually pay attention to because they don't have to push you forward to like the ending in 30 minutes that's what you that's what you go to mass effect for because mass yeah. effect has a really good story it has a really say- deep story yeah, I would say the tone of the thing feels more like Babylon 5 than anything else is as far as that kind of universe. You're kind of playing a jarhead gun bunny in that universe, but that it feels more like that than any other space opera I've watched on TV. So. I love every time you bring up jarhead or 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 that kind of like the gamers in this podcast are like, dude, shut the fuck up. He says it with such disdain. He doesn't say, oh, you get to be a jarhead. He's like, you gotta be a jarhead. Like, I I find it interesting that somebody who's, you know, because when they go over their motivations, it's not like, oh, kill, kill, kill. It's like, oh, you know, our colony got attacked, and so we gotta go defend people and protect the universe and, you know, make sure humans don't get fucked over. And Brian's like, fucking jarheads. Just, ugh, wanting to help people. Fuck them. No, no, Brian is of the mind that when the violent, vicious, indifferent aliens show up and are trying to kill a society, (laughs) he can reason with these people. Let's just let's just sit down and hash this shit out over some Earl Grey tea. It, it is okay. not that kind of game. You have to shoot the most of the bad guy aliens. You have to shoot. I, I think maybe once or twice have I found a situation where you have even a chance of talking your way out of it. It, it hey. is almost always if you're supposed to shoot the if 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 shooting is an option, that's the only option. So, hey Brian, you you've come across the Krogan by now, right? Oh yes, yeah. So. Yeah, good luck trying to negotiate with the fucking Krogan. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've got like there's a couple of characters on my squad. I'm like, you guys are assholes. I'm not taking you anywhere. So you guys can just stay on the ship. <laughs> that's a, that's a very common thing. You're just sitting here bragging thing, about though. how you used to shoot people for money. 
you, really? You're just going to stand in front of me and tell me, yeah, I used to kill people if they paid me. It didn't care who they were. Oh, really? You're a nice guy. I can't throw you off the ship, but I can leave you that's in the basement. That's a very common <laughs> thing, though, in video games. The thing that's super effective, the price to pay is the player has to put up with them. Yeah. And then there's the there's racist a gun girl. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, Borderlands yeah. 2. Ashley. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's this gun in, in Borderlands 2 that you is that- super annoying. It won't shut up. It talks, this gun. No. And it, it, it blows up in your hand. But if you hit anything with it, that thing dies. Yeah. Now, Brian, I, I gotta say, your whole, oh, you used to kill people for money. I can't really, I can't really say anything about that because while playing Borderlands, I have done that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had played, so I wasn't running this playthrough. I was playing with some friends. And so I was basically just letting them pick which missions we were going to do and which order and whatever. And so I'm basically just along for the ride and like, okay, we're going here. And I'm like, all right, are, are we shooting up this town? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's do this. And you know, shoot up the whole town. And like, oh. I looted it. I got uh, I got seven dollars. Yeah, that's all worthwhile. Let's. Uh, who else are we killing today? I don't, I don't even care. I don't. I don't even need a reason. Let's well, just do I, this. Let's I go. totally get appreciate the fact that you can play Mass Effect as a darksider or whatever in Star Wars terms and right. just be the bad guy. And you, of course, would pick the asshole gun bunny sidekicks and you'd go out and be a bad, awful person and just shoot your way through everything. So I appreciate the versatility that you can actually really def- redefine the storyline or at least your your part in it very significantly. So I actually like that. It's just not the character I feel like playing in the game. But <laughs> So yeah. you, you think you're going to play all the way through, you know, through all three? Do you have all three? I didn't buy – I decided I'd only buy one and see how I liked it before I threw down money for two and three. But so far, I'm – I'm yeah, I'm absolutely on for two compared so far. Well, the, um, the funny thing is, is when I got the game, I think I got all three for like $15. So yeah. – I pretty much bought it because I bought all three because it felt cost prohibitive to only buy one. Well, so yes. Like, if you, well, shit, I might as well just buy all three. I, I didn't wait till there was a sale, so uh, I just I paid full price, which was like ten bucks or something. But it was, um, you know, Brian. I feel like you're missing the opportunity to explore these things just in the creative opportunity sense that they were produced with like uh i'm not a space marine or a race car driver or an assassin or some ninja archer but i can pretend to be all of those things in these video games and you're like uh no i'm gonna stay uh i don't want to break any laws in my video game so uh what i'm hearing is stay high and tight Brian to play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I mean, Trevor he would never ought to commit. really break him. He would never complete any of the missions. He was like, but I would have to steal from this old lady. I'd have to knock her out of her car. I couldn't do that. So I just yeah. walked. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally not playing LSPD a game where you have to rob old ladies. I'm him. sorry. I'm just not into that. It so. would be interesting to watch you play Grand Theft Auto because I would love to see you try to drive that car and Moral not hit pedestrians. to GTA 5 coming to a podcast near you. Yeah. <laughs> Even my Sith Lord doesn't kill old ladies unless they throw lightning at him first. But <laughs> Oh, right. He was oh, no, provoked. My, no, no. Victim my blaming Sith Lord, again. 
Meister's Lord kills everything. That's the whole reason that you play a Sith Lord. Like, what's, the whole, what's the point of playing a light side, dark side character? Well, no, my Sith Lord will kill anything that gets in his way, but he doesn't go out of his way to kill things that aren't in his way. So. You are high-roading the dark side characters? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call it high-roading. He's, he's so he's taking the approach that the Sith Lords are not inherently evil. They're just misunderstood. They just believe in tapping huh. into emotional. Oh, no, oh, yeah. My guy's an asshole. He's evil, but but he's also <laughs> he's goal oriented. He's not just running around smashing know, things for the hell of I it. Think so you check, made a Terminator. Uh, is what yes, you said. I made a Terminator. I, I, I think made a Terminator. That's called uh, rationalization. Yeah. <laughs> the goal is the is the goal is to just fuck up people's shit. That's my guy is goal oriented, and he's like, oh yeah, there is there a puppy over here? Pfft, not anymore. Oh, force lightning. Oh, this hey, watch, force lightning's amazing. I can resurrect this puppy and kill it again and again and again. <laughs> what the fuck are you a gold shit? <laughs> this is why you I have only a get gold for the first one, but. You can just keep doing it. Watch. If you uh, just force grab it, you can drag it around and other people get scared by it. It's great. Wow, this got weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I still think it's a shame that nobody ever managed to develop Stargate into some sort of MMORPG or something. It's the per- of all the sci fi TV shows out there, Stargate is the one I think that best would adapt to a game environment. Well, how much would any you of be the others to pay? out there? So. I I don't have the money to do it. If I had a, my own game company, I would exists, give it a shot, though. <laughs> if it existed, you would come up with some money real quick. Be out there selling oh, to that buy ass the game? to get some. Oh, no, I, the, I thought you meant how, how much you were willing to pay model. to develop the game. So. No, 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 no. How much would you be willing to pay to be a subscriber with unlimited access to the game? To a Stargate game? Uh, yeah. Assuming it was halfway decent, I'd pay. Assuming it was everything you'd hoped for. Everything I'd hope for. Well, whoa, whoa. Um, I, I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably pay twenty bucks a month for that. So. <laughs> Are you listening, Mythic? Are you listening, <laughs> Blizzard? What would so. you do for I mean, a no. Stargate game? Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, uh, I mean, Stargate it, isn't even my favorite make- franchise. I just think it's perfectly suited to a game adaptation in a way that most other games are not, or most other TV you know, shows are not. You played no, Stargate you know, online, right? I want to give him shit. closest I can think of. I want to give him shit, and yeah. I, I don't have any interest in MMORPGs, but if I found out there was a Farscape MMORPG, I would be 10 hours into it by the time you were done telling me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would involve a time yeah. machine, but still do it. Wormholes. <laughs> Well, my only thing is, can I make Moya Starburst? Because that's all I'm doing. Just, just oops, ready for Starburst. Starburst is my solution to all problems. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What are those I problems like that being? Show. Where's the grocery store? Starburst! <laughs> yes. Uh, Moya says that you're just an asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pilot would hate me. He's like. Moya needs to sleep, nah, bitch. Starburst. <laughs> Starburst. Where are we to going? Doesn't mode. matter. Quick. So, quick sidebar on mm-hmm. Farscape. Um, two minute sidebar. Just watched uh, Target. Uh, sorry, Terminator <laughs> Genesis, and uh, bitching about the bullshit storyline about turning John Connor into a fucking Terminator. Don't get me started. That'll that'll take twenty minutes. But the actor that plays that character is Jason Clark. 
And as I was looking up other things that he was in, because he's got one of those faces, I'm looking through his list, and one of his acting, uh, one of his acting uh, credits was Farscape. And then it turns out this son of a bitch played the final boss for basically Farscape. He played the big bad that showed up in the last four episodes in the miniseries that closed it out. And I was like. No fucking way. There's no way. Oh, wait. I hear it now because he's got a very distinctive voice. That is absolutely him. Holy shit. The <laughs> guy who was in four episodes of Farscape went on to have the biggest career of anyone in Farscape, which is not saying a whole lot because, I mean, honestly, besides Ben Browder, he went on to go do another TV show. So I guess he had a career. Uh, but So other, did Claudia Black. Granted. But so, yeah, other than TV those show. two. But here's the question. Is this is where the the hierarchy of acting comes in? Does being headlined in a a few Hollywood movies outpace being a main character on a TV show for three seasons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say most mm-hmm. people would think so, but I don't think Brian and Patrick do. <laughs> I, I would no. If you I'm were the star of, of the TV show and it ran for multiple seasons, I think that's way more prestigious. So. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I think it's name recognition, right? Because in certain circles, you say Ben Browder, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy. I mean, I is anyone sticking Jason Clark to... into Guardians of the Galaxy movies as an Easter egg? No. No. Ben Browder is getting stuck into Guardians of the Galaxy movies as but, an Easter egg. But that's <laughs> the thing, though. I think that matters more to you. Ben Browder's getting jobs as cameos in Guardians of the Galaxy. Jason Clark is getting the leading role in Pet Cemetery. I think most people would say that matters more. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so here's the thing. have you seen some of the other Easter eggs in those Guardian movies? Some of those are some pretty huge actors. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, I, I believe, do is, was it? <laughs> It's sit there and watch I, I that. watch the music, the movie reviews, and I check the trailers just to see who's been concealed in it. Not any of the main actors or the story or the effects or any any of the production. No, no, none of that. Uh, no dialogue. No, just uh, you know, two frames of R two D two. Fucking sold, man. I'm going. We're hey. talking about Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Hey, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to say. Being the star of like the last four seasons of Stargate versus being the star of Terminator Genesis, I think the Stargate wins. <laughs> well, so we'll see how the Pet Cemetery remake does, yeah. and then I, we might have I to re- say, recalibrate. I will say he's not even the star of Terminator Genesis. He's that plot twist that everybody oh. hates. <laughs> that's that's a damn good point. He's not the guy you give a shit about. He's just, he's just random bad guy number three. <laughs> he's that plot twist that you're like, fuck this movie. He <laughs> he is the walking embodiment of the middle of Hancock. <laughs> he is the shark for jumping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Like Hancock. Who's thought about that? Oh, you know, I love Will Smith, but geez. Yeah. Hancock. No, my problem with Hancock was just that this could have been a good movie until you decided to, you know what, whatever. We'll talk about all this shit later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that, you'd like to hear really us talk cast. about all this shit and some other shit, too, 
You know how to do it. I mean, fuck. Here we are at the end of this episode. How did you even get here if you don't have some fucking clue how to do it? You obviously do. Do it again, dummy. <laughs> I, I mean that in the friendliest sort of terms where I called you a dummy and uh, you're listening <laughs> to my show. and uh, you, know, you know, whatever, man. SciFiShow.net. That's, uh, that's the place you need to go. And uh, tell a friend. If you still want them to be your friend, or if you're just trying to get someone out of your life so that they know that you're weird, uh, this is a great way to do it. You say, hey man, this is the best show ever, why don't you listen to it? And when they do, they're going to judge you instead of us, and that's pretty rad. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Oh look, there's a porno called Ass Effect. Really, Brian? Jesus. You probably enjoy that one more than <laughs> Mass Effect anyway. <laughs> <laughs>